produced by Podcast Architects. Hi, Shanna Borman here with Straight Talk and Honest Advice, the podcast about a journey. The journey from deciding that you're going to file for divorce, the process of divorce, and then how you acclimate to being single again. And today we're hosted by the Stella Hotel. Thank you, Stella, for, for hosting us. And I'm joined by my friend Spring. So Spring, I'd like to talk to you today about your journey. You're divorced. Is that right? I am. Yes. And I wanted to talk to you about some of the barriers, some of your fears when you were making the decision to divorce, and then whether or not those fears were justified once you were divorced, and then kind of how you've changed your life since then. So so tell me, what fears did you have when you were deciding that the divorce was the right choice for you? The unknown is, is always a huge fear. Um, the first divorce I had was, you know, with children. So that's always something to really consider, think about. Um, uh, financial is also a big, huge uh, factor in what you're going to do um, how you're going to pay for everything. Uh, the first divorce had young kids, so they were still in daycare, you know, trying to navigate all of that on your own. Um, and you do have a support group. Most people have a support group. I did. Uh, so I was very blessed with that, Mm -hmm. but, um, trying to find out that support group, um, sometimes friends change, uh, due to divorce, you know, one person will choose the other, partner, um, vice versa. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of something that you also have to really think about. And, uh, you know, it's just all unknown when you start thinking about that process. So one of the mention, one of the fears you mentioned was finances. Mm -hmm. Were you working when you, when you decided to to file for divorce? I was, yes. And in in the job you were working, um, were you making what you considered at that time to be enough money to provide for you and your kids? It was not. It was not. So I um, looked at all the resources that were available to me. One of the um, resources that uh, people with children don't realize is if they're in daycare age children and beyond elementary age as well, um, there's resources um, in every county, every state that that people can utilize and, uh, and, and move forward. So that should never be a reason to stay. That should never be the barrier. Correct. Right? And I think that's CCMS that you're talking about. I am. Right? Yes, that's the one in Brazos County. I'm not sure what it would right. be in other places, but Brazos County is CCMS. So mm-hmm. I went and met with them and decided that that was something I did. I also um, volunteered a lot with my children um, at the uh, Brazos Church Pantry. So mm-hmm. every every month I would also be a person who would get food from there. So it kind of, it, it's not enough food, like food stamps, but it's enough to carry you over. So, right. you know, if you don't have the funds, there are, there are many, many different um, uh options available to single parents. Well, it sounds to me like you really utilized what those options were. You know, you went out there and found them. Yes, I had to. You know, yes, yeah. I had to. Um, you were, you needed child support to be able to supplement your earnings and and provide for the kids. Correct. Is that fair? It is. But that was child a struggle. support does not come automatically. So right. the minute that you say, okay, I'm, I file for divorce, it does not mean that it, you automatically get child support. So 
thinking about that. Um, and, and people can plan ahead too. you know, save a dollar here or there, whatever they're able to do. Um, I already had the resources coming and, and as you had mentioned, uh, child support was very hard with the first one coming. We've dealt with that for many years, you and I, so. <laughs> we did, yeah. uh, up and down. Yes. Pursuing. Correct. Right? Yes. Now knowing now, uh, after that divorce, you were going to have to pursue child support and there would be struggles in that vein. Do you think you made the right choice? I did. I did. For myself and my children, I did. Yeah. And, and let me ask you, a lot of times people will tell me that they stay for as long as they stay for their kids. Yes. Do you, what do you, what do you say to that? I, well, for me, my choice, my decision was um, not to, and I would not say that that is a great atmosphere for your children. Children pick up on tension. They pick up on angry words. They pick up on um, how relationships are and you're teaching them. So you want them to know what healthy relationships are. And um, mine was not going to be a healthy relationship with ch children involved. That's why I decided to move forward. So smart. I mean, so yeah. smart. You know, we are our children's biggest teacher. Right. Right. Correct. They emulate us in every single way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and such a responsibility that is to carry. It is a huge one. Right. Yeah. How have you seen yourself grow since you made the decision, since the divorce was done and since that litigation was finished? Well, I have always been independent. So that's, that's been a blessing to me as I've never let anything fall on me that I can't, you know, pick myself up there. Now that doesn't mean that there's not times that you're not going to just mm -hmm. fall or feel like you were the worst failure ever. Everybody's going to have those emotions. But, um, for me, it was getting, um, getting to know myself, um, getting to know what my likes were as a single person, um, who knew I like to hike. So I hike a lot now. Um, I love dogs. So I do a lot with dogs. I like to do uh, things in the community and I have friends now that like to do the same kind of thing. So, um, you know, that kind of stuff, um, having little dinners here and there with, you know, new people and, and, uh, you know, my kids are getting older now to where they have their own, you know, lives. So it's kind of good that I found who I was in, in this whole process. Right. Could that have ever happened? Had you not make the, made the decision? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, well, it may have happened. I mean, things changed, but I think that me finding myself and who I am and my true self to me was, um, quite important. Mm -hmm. When you, when you, earlier you said in the first time there were the first time. Yeah. So you've been divorced twice. Yes. So in the second divorce, there were no children. Correct. That, was that easier then than the first? No. Why not? Um, there was a lot of bitter bitterness. Um, uh, it, there was different things that happened, um, in the divorce, uh, that should not have ever happened. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was a two year process compared to what should have been, you know, a very easy, amicable, no children are involved, mm -hmm. um, divorce. And mm -hmm. it just was not. Were the, were the fears that you had prior to that filing the same as the ones you'd had when you had children? Yes. The unknown, can I make the house payment? Where are we going to live if I can't? Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
all the different I don't knows. Um, again, you go through the process of trying to find out who you are as a person, um, which I'd already done that quite a bit because um, there was 10 years of in, in between the, the two marriages. So I'd already done that quite a bit, but you then have to, you're not a couple anymore. So mm -hmm. do, you don't do couple things anymore. You do, you know, singular things and mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. And again, my kids are older. So I'm not having to worry about going to gymnastics or football mm -hmm. or, you know, any kind of extracurricular activities. It's kind of, you know, now I have to figure out what I'm going to do in a healthy way on a Friday. I'm not a bar person. Rather so. than finding the nearest <laughs> bar and sitting. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not a bar person. I don't, I've never been a bar person. So yeah, just. So how do you navigate that? How have you navigated that? Finding who you are without being a bar person. I guess, without being in sort of the more traditional or conventional ways of that people go out and meet other people? Well, my friends have been a very back, big backbone. It's, um, of course, so with my mom, as you get older, you become best friends with your, your parents. And mm -hmm. that's kind of funny. My mom, you know, is one of my best friends. So, and then, and then I have my other friends that I would, uh, even as a couple, we would get together every Friday night, rotating at different houses mm -hmm. and, and playing board games and having food. And as I spoke about before, um, they kind of navigated towards me due to, you know, things that were going on in the divorce. Um, I refused to make that choice for them. They made that choice. Um, and stuff. So we continued that, um, mm -hmm. that tradition and had a great time, uh, doing it again. I love to hike. So being out in the wilderness by yourself, you know, with your dogs and, you know, being really able to listen to yourself and what goes on, that's, that's important to me. So. And that helps you develop your own sense of power. Right. It does. Don't and you it, feel more powerful now? I do. And I also feel, well, and I'm able to pay my bills, you know, because I did get the house and the divorce. So, you know, being able to, you know, I'm not, I'm not rich by any means, but I'm able to afford all the bills for the kids and myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, being one with yourself and, um, you know, that is very empowering. Um, knowing that I, I can stand on my own two feet without somebody there as a crutch um, is, is very, very empowering. And so what would, what would spring today, 2022, say to spring 10, 20 years ago? Um, you need to ask the 40 year old me would tell a 20 year old me, you know, love is great. Love is, you know, great, you know, but, um, when we're talking about making a life with somebody, um, that's supposed to last for forever, talking about the things, um, such as children's discipline, um, is huge. That was a huge problem in my second, uh, mm -hmm. marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, finances is also huge. Who's going to be paying for what? Are we just putting down the middle or, you know, what have you, mm -hmm. um, uh, to, to anything that's leisurely fun, you know, what do you like? Does that partner like what you like to do or not? Because, you know, if, if you want to, you know, hang out at the bar and that's what y'all like to do, that's great. But once we start growing up, once we start having children, then where are we? Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I think having those hard discussions prior to getting married um, it would be 
one of the biggest things you need to, to have those sit down, get to really know somebody, you know, do you mind how they eat at the dinner table? Do you, I mean, yeah. you, do you know, hate whatever. the way they breathe? Yes. yes. I mean, because you will, you will eventually hate how they breathe because you're upset with them and they, these right. things happen. But, right. but talking through that also, how does that happen? You know, have you actually had a fight with them? Mm-hmm. Um, and made up and how did that happen? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and learning how to fight nicely, correct. Fighting, under the, you know, yes, hitting below the belt. Yeah. Vicious is, is yes. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you say things in anger. Um, and I'm a person who needs to evaluate what's going on and then have that conversation. And um, so being able for my partner moving forward to understand that I need a minute mm-hmm. and then we will regroup and we can move forward on that discussion. But all those kinds of things are very important, not just the the honeymoon phase. You need to not go in the honeymoon phase and make life decisions. Right, right. I think mm-hmm. that is such good advice, such good advice. Yeah. And I think that if people were to really consider those kinds of things, kind of more more grounded right. things, um, we would have fewer divorces. Oh, probably, I agree. Probably because we would have fewer marriages. I agree. Right. I agree. Um, let me ask you, when you were considering filing for divorce and you were deciding, you know, that you were going to hire a lawyer, what were the things that you considered in in making that determination of who you would hire and what were the qualities that you wanted? The first one, um, second one, it was a given. It was going to be you again. Um, but <laughs> the first one was, uh, you know, who is going to fight for myself and for my children and um, not viciously attack the other person, but make sure that everything was honest and to make sure that I was also a team. So not only were they going to represent me, but they were going to let me know how I was going to be represented, um, how I was going to, how I was going to, um, uh, you know, move forward in, in, in things of that nature. So I think know communication was, was huge. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing that, um, really struck me the first time we met, uh, you know, you knew I was a broke single parent or going to be, and you were like, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I met with your whole team and we moved forward. You had that client, uh, client liaison who didn't really cost me anything. Anytime I would call to want to get caught up, you know, and you were very open and honest, you know, don't speak to them if, unless you and I need to speak and uh, stuff like that. So it is a long process. People need to understand it's not, you know, a 30 day divorce. It's never going to be, regardless if it's the most amicable thing ever, it's just not going to be due to the courts and stuff. So knowing that you have someone on your side, um, feeling that you're able to talk to them and communicate, um, you've always been open with emails and, text messages and what have you. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. that was always very important to me to feel like I was part of the team when it was decisions about my life. Most important. Correct. I mean, you're, you have to drive your bus. Right. Right. We can't right. save you. you exactly. Know? So when you are, one of the concerns you mentioned was fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in, in that fear, um, now you know right. what, what you didn't know before. Right. Correct. Were your fears justified? Um, no, not. I mean, the unknown is always scary. I mean, but, yeah, but, the but unknown's financial... always scary. But the things that you were really fearing, like you know, oh my God, it's going to be so terrible. I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be destitute, or I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to be able to take care of the right. kids. And I'm, were those things what you actually found to be true? No, no, not at all. Um, 
you know, God provided and he did provide, um, where there's a will, there's a way. And I, you know, made sure that the kids and I were taken care of. Um, it's, it's very important to be happy and not be miserable. So I chose happiness. And so in happiness, I've been able to provide everything I want to do. We still go on vacations. They might be a little different now than they were, but we're still able to go and do. We still are able to eat out every once in a while, what have you, you know, things, Mm -hmm. you know, like that. So we still continue on. We just continue on in a happy way Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. versus, you know, us all being miserable. And are, are you able now to focus on a future where that is, is what your plan is to be happy? Oh, to yeah. look for that happy future. Oh yeah. I want well, happy now. I'm mm-hmm. happy all the time. So, um, yeah, I am happy all the time. <laughs> most I am happy all the time. Um, but yeah, I think I, I am, am, you know, I've worked at A&M now for 20 years, so I, uh, just got my retirement letter in the mail. So it's getting pretty close. Congratulations. To, yeah. So it's looking forward to, um, my future, my kids are getting older, so it's time to start looking at my future and what does that look like and what do I want to do, um, once retirement comes, once the kids are out of the house, once, uh, so that it's, we're moving into another chapter. It's a happy chapter, but it's kind of one of the unknowns also, you know, what do you do with yourself? So, um, when you're an empty nester and, and things, but I, it's, it's going to be a fun chapter. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Exciting. Yeah, it's going to be it exciting. Is, it is exciting. The unknown in, in this in this environment is going to be fantastic. It is. I you know, the, the difference I see in you from the very first time I met you, mm-hmm. years and years and years ago, right. to now, it is, and even to the last time I spoke with you before the second divorce was mm-hmm. finished, it is mar- just remarkable. Well, thank you. Do you see a difference in yourself? Do you see yeah. what I see? Um, most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Like I said, there's always going to be those little hookups you have or hiccups you have in your life. The little, oh my gosh, I need to take a breather kind of things. But yeah, for the most part, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I, um, a big thing is being able to be by yourself and loving yourself and not depending on somebody else for your happiness, which I am. So I, I don't depend on anybody for my happiness. I love my life. Yeah. Yeah, somebody told me the other day, your next love interest should be you. Yeah, it is. I love, I love that. myself. Yeah, I love that. I agree. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Spring. Thanks so much for coming and visiting You're with welcome. me today. Thank, thank you so you much. for inviting me. And thank you so much. Thank you for coming here to share straight talk and honest advice with me. We'll see you next time. Produced by Podcast Architects.